Live. Live on. Live on set. And welcome to another episode of Live on Set. Live on Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Joining me on set for his second time, appearance number two, and one of my top 10 guests, the guest of episode four, my good friend, Jason Green, returning for round two. Jason, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah, it's been, uh, what episode are you on now? What are we 50, 57. Okay, so we, it's been over a year, long time, yeah. but you know, we're in our, my favorite season of the year, Oscar season, finally coming to an end on Sunday, so. Right. It's an enjoyable time. I will honestly say that this being 57 episodes in, the best first line that I've ever received on a podcast is still Jason Green episode four, where people were, were people who were the first three episodes. They knew I was playing the podcast for a while and I didn't tell them what it was going to be until they got on there. And when I said friends, family, people, all the way, one was family, literally my cousin and the Mm. two people I've known almost my entire life. And then you had the, 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 the very much the slick line of, I didn't know if I was going to be a friend or someone you met along the way. You got to You got to classify. It's one you of have three. to classify. No. And, and, and also I will definitely say that a couple of people that have fallen into the category of people I met along the way, a little offended. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, that's, I got to come in if I'm, what, are we nice, nice here? Or of course. I got to come no. in and just whatever. Yeah. It's argue everything you said. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but no, you said it right with Oscar season. And, and I did the same thing. I believe it was last season. If not, it was, Season two, I'm trying to remember when I put it all together. It's a lot of it's just kind of a blur from the past. But no, Oscar season. I mean, this episode will come out um, on Monday. And so the Oscars, when the people who are listening to this the day it drops, the Oscars would have been the night before. Um, mm. But this this episode is definitely going to be all about film. So that film, music, sports, television. And going back uh, to Jason, who was the guest on episode four, the Christopher Nolan algorithm. And for those that listened to that show, um, we talked about Jason's experience at TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival. We talked about the Enzian, which I'm happy to say we have gone to the Enzian recently, you know, for a film that's eligible for an Academy Award, but I believe was nominated for zero. And then we also talked about Tenet, Christopher Nolan, and, and that movie had just come out. And that was the first big movie that got us, I mean, back in theaters, like blockbuster event sort of film during the heart of COVID. Uh, but here we are. This will be the second Academy Awards um, since, you know, COVID hit and, you know, Parasite won and it was the craziest thing ever. And in and, and the beginning of 2020 and then everything, you know, sort of went to shit. And mm-hmm. uh, but the good thing is that movies are here to stay and they got through COVID and the past last year. Um, and then this year, the, the movies we'll talk about now, we've had some really good films, which is good. And I'm um, excited to talk about them. Yeah, I think uh, what's funny is uh, we were talking about Tenet, and I think we were talking about how like the COVID regulations were going and how like every people started to go back to movies. And I think a month after that, I canceled my A-list because like there were no movies coming out. Right. So I can, we were wrong about that. And I can't wait for uh, people listening on Monday to be like, oh, wow, they 
they sounded super confident when they did the podcast <laughs> and were dead wrong about everything. So right. That's going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, before the, the main segment is obviously going to be about the Oscars and our, our picks for some of the main categories, some of our favorite categories. Uh, but I do want to touch briefly on, you know, a movie that definitely got people back into the theaters that probably hadn't seen stuff probably since Spider-Man. So a couple of months there, but the two biggest films, um, not just box office wise, but I just think like, pop culture fans like you and I are, we're both Spider-Man and Batman, but I've talked about Spider-Man a bunch on the podcast. You and I have talked about it in person, but for the record for live on set, just for a couple of minutes, let's talk Batman. You saw it the day, you saw it the night before me and mm-hmm. you non-spoiler. And then we talked about it, you know, when I saw you in person, but overall, since it's, it's almost, that was the first week in March. So it's been a couple of weeks. So do you feel the same now than you did before or so I guess the best question would be, have you seen it a second time since you saw it? I have not seen it a second time. Yeah. That's, that's three hours. Like, yeah, I, I got, I got what it did. I definitely do want to see it again. I just yeah. don't know when that time's going to come because I, I kind of remember everything and feel it out right now. So yeah. it'll take a bit. I believe the HBO max releases April 19th, 17th, 19th. So mm. it's a couple, I mean, we're, kind of like in the halfway mark of when it was originally released and, you know, when we can watch it at home, but I'm, I'm definitely, it is, I mean, three hours is a time commitment. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I definitely think that it's a, a film that you and I were both looking forward to. I, I think it arguably exceeded the hype. And I know we talked about it in person. The last time I talked movies to you in person, I said confidently, and I still feel today, I think it's my second favorite Batman ever behind the dark night. And I'm really excited. And then today, the day that we're recording this, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but did you see the deleted scene that dropped? I did. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, I I think Matt Reeves, that world he created and it being the first time we get to see Robert Pattinson and what they'll be able to kind of continue through like these, the the 2020s, you know, uh, I'm really excited. And I think it started off great. Yeah, I think that was that was the biggest thing I enjoyed about this movie was I feel like they did the world building so well. Like, I think having Penguin and Falcone and all that stuff being a part of it and not just being the sole focus on Batman, because we already got we know Batman's story a little right. bit. Right. So right. now it's like, OK, let's throw in this new Batman where Bruce Wayne. I know the biggest one of the biggest criticisms is Bruce Wayne. And I think what I'm looking forward to is if they if they get confirmed for a sequel and all that seeing how Bruce Wayne changes, because you know he will, based off how this movie ended. Right. That's going to be huge for how this trilogy, if they go that way, lasts long-term. Because I think they, if they go through with their whole plan, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but as a standalone, I think it's awesome. Like, even seeing year two Batman have all the struggles, not be fully, like, you know, hero-like, which right. is kind of doing his own thing. That's, they did it really well, and setting up the whole world and, now, next time, they could just keep building off that. I, right. It had to be three hours. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. I don't think they could cut it. It had to be that long, and I I'm, I was okay with it. Yeah. I think the more and more I think about it, I think, you know, I've asked this question to you. I asked it to my friend Matt, who was on a couple of episodes ago, and I was like, if you could, after seeing it, comprehending it, living it, could you find 10, 15 minutes and cut it to make it shorter? And I got the same answer from both per- from, from both people. I mean, I, I think, you know, when I see it again for a second time, and I really want to see it on a big screen one more time. No, like disrespect to the whole HBO Max thing, because, yeah. you know, depending on some movies, that was the only option I had to see things, you know, in time to either do shows or, you know, just schedule wise. And I, I think Robert Pattinson, the past couple of years, some roles he had, 
before Batman. He is an incredible actor. And I know there are some people that say, oh, that's, you know, that's the guy from Twilight. And <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, there are people how Christian Bale is our Batman. You know, there are kids that are going to have this conversation that have had conversations like you and I are having now to their friends. And Robert Pattinson is their Batman. And I just, you know, it, it's it's a good thing. And I, and I think with wherever Matt Reeves wants to take this and we're seeing a version of Gotham City we've never seen before, a version of Batman we've never seen before, like arguably the most resourceful, I don't say the most father-like Batman because, or uh, Alfred because they've all done like a good job. I think Andy Serkis is, is like extremely resourceful and is closer in age, you know, to, to the Batman we see in this. And, and there's just so many things that I think that they got exactly right with this. And I look forward to, you know, seeing where they want to take this story next, because I just top to bottom, like thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, it's, it's something I'm, I'm proud to have been able to see it. You know, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big thing. Right. And then like on top of that, right. The whole world building aspect, like you said, Alfred, I think one of the best things about this movie was the performances across the board. I think everyone is outstanding. Riddler. Right. Fantastic. Catwoman, great. Alfred, great. Penguin, uh, Colin Farrell, like everyone killed it. Right. So, and I think that's what what helps. You're gonna do a world building, and then every character is like someone I'm interested in watching, right? Like it, right. it wasn't a boring part with any of those characters because everyone is interesting. Right. So, yeah, that just adds to it. It's true. Um, I mean, I've said it before, and there's so many versions of Batman. Just get it, just to get it out there. You know, Batman, Bruce Wayne, same person. So if you don't know that, then. <laughs> You didn't understand the first couple of movies, but no, no it's, it's definitely something, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for what's next. And no, I just wanted to talk briefly, Batman. I know it's something that our friends, friends of the show have seen the movie. And um, for the most part, I mean, I think it's like a general consensus, like at a minimum people enjoyed it. I think, and then people try to compare things right off the bat, but for enjoying it for what it was and, and what it, legitimately and like successfully pulled off it's 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 great so but no let's get into the main thing here i think it's i mean i will start off by saying that the oscars are my favorite day of the year and it takes a big man to admit his mistakes and today i am that big man and the united states men's national team is playing a soccer game in Orlando and my aunt could get tickets for my cousin and I, my cousin, Brendan has been on the show a couple of times and he is coming from St. Pete to go to the game. And I got the date of the SAG in the Academy Awards mixed up. And I thought that the Academy Awards were going to be at the end of February. So I said, of course, let's go to the game. This is going to be amazing. They could clinch and they still could clinch the world cup when they were here depending on how we play against Mexico, which is the night of us recording. And I am stalling, but I'll just get to the point. I believe I will only get to see the last half of the Academy Awards. It is sacrilegious. I have embarrassed my family and my name and you on on this show. But I believe the game is at 6.30 or 7 and the Oscars are at 8. So I'll be home. The good thing about soccer is I know when it's going to end and there's no extra time. It's If it's a tie, it's a tie. So I'm driving down there. I'll get home. I would say worst case scenario, 930, have the last hour and a half go from there. But 
Yeah, you get... need to support you support America. You support the movies. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I see your allegiance. <laughs> okay, right? and that's it's gonna not do it for us. That's gonna do it for us <laughs> on live on set. I, I, you know what? I really hope. I really. Oh man, safe space that live on set is. Just had to get that out there from the beginning. But uh, now I'll lead in with this, and we talked about it briefly. And I will say that of all, of all the guests that have been on the show, you are probably the person that I've seen, with the exception of my cousins maybe one other person, you are probably the person that I've seen the most. Actually, we both got to go in the office. We could both see each mm. other and then we're zooming. So we're just picking up where we left off, which is great. Sign of a good show, sign of a good guest. You and I are similar for how we view movies. It's our escape from reality. We enjoy it for more than what we're watching on screen. It's the experience, it's the conversations, et cetera. So it's a perfect topic to get into this with you. According to the Academy Award website, there were 276 films that were eligible to win an Academy Award. Going back to me telling the rapidly growing audience of Live On Set, I think 14 people listened last week. <laughs> of the 276 films, I only saw 26 films that were wow. on this list. It's the lowest. I think last year and this year are the lowest that it's ever happened. But I can confidently say that there are some movies that were nominated this year that might be on my top 10 list of this decade when this decade is over. Wow, that's bold. I think one, maybe this two. Year. Yes. Interesting. So, but I know you keep a list. I know, were you at 100 last year? I did not Close make to it. it Didn't make it to 100? Uh, it, was, it was 70 something. It's because the start of the year was bad. Like I'm already... Right now, my pace is pretty good. I think I've already seen like 15 that came out this year. Yeah. Which last year might have been, I don't know. I think I restarted my membership thing at in April. Yeah. So, yeah, I already missed the first eight months last year. And, uh, but you didn't, you didn't want to put a boss baby family business on, on your list of the Oscar noms or? I decided to that keep one? that one off the list. Honorable mention. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. The 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 lineup of the voices in that film are are just top to bottom, You're just talent. But no, did not did not make the list. But no, 26, 26 on my list. I know for sure you yours is higher easily. But when it comes to the Academy Award, just kind of like broad overview, is your favorite movie of the year historically at a minimum? A, is it nominated for an Academy Award for something in some category, something? And B, has it ever won like one of the main ones, like an acting director picture in the past couple of yeah. years? So I think overall, the way I'm looking at it is my favorite movie of the year has always, I got to go back a few years in terms of the nominations, but I believe mine has always been a best picture nom, yeah. but not the favorite. I see. That, that's how it's always gone. So in the past years... Or besides last year, but 2019 and 2020 with uh, Green Book and The Parasite. Yeah. Those were both my number ones for that year. I've had a few short misses. The La La Land one hurt. Right. But uh, other than that, they, they're always up there. They're always up there for a few nominations, which is, which is cool because it helps me be like my enjoyment for that movie to make it my favorite. Because what I do is I... Every year I buy my favorite movie on like the 4K Blu-ray, right? Yeah. I'm like, I got to, I want to own my favorite. I get the lineup. So I have right now, I think it started from uh, 
2012 or 2013 till this year. So I've been doing yeah. that every year pretty consistently. Yeah, just to see it be in the Oscars. It gives me something to root for a little bit. I know like this year, my number one probably won't win much, but I think it, I think it could do a little bit of damage. We'll see. Okay, that's great. And the Oscars this year didn't have a host last year. This year we have three with Regina Hall and Amy Schumer. And I think Wanda Sykes, is it those, those are three. Is that who it is? Yes. Yeah. So both ex- three extremely influential women, actresses, you know, two of the three of them comedians, but Regina Hall has been in a fair share of comedies throughout her career. I hope, you know, that this could be the beginning, you know, of them having hosts going forward. I think a host is good for that show. I know the SAGs have never had a host. I know the Globes, you know, historically have, didn't have the Globes this year, obviously. So going forward, you know, you know, if, and when those do come back, they've always had a host. So I know that's going to happen. But when, when it comes to the, the Academy Awards this year, you know, going through seeing, you know, what movies get nominated overall, do you think from the big categories, director, picture, actor, actor, supporting, supporting, you know, do you think they overall like got it right? Are there anything that stands out to you like snubs related for those, for those main categories? A few here and there, like best picture. I know they did what nine this yeah. year. Yeah. Like I, I could replace, I think two or three of them off the top with other movies. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, like best actor, best supporting, it's one. It's like there's one and two in each category that I'm like they kind of shoot that in. I feel mm-hmm. like someone else could have been nominated, but in terms of the winner, I think, I think the winner's there for each. Right. So it's it's not like they missed on someone who was gonna take the category, but right. give nomination. Uh, what the biggest one? It might be the director. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For Dune, yeah, he, uh, that's that hurts. It does. I think you know. I was talking to my friend about like Denny and his films. And I'm excited because I know that Dune 2, they're doing, they've casted some some roles that for some characters that were not going to be in the first part. And, you know, I, I think that if they can continue that world that they have created, that movie was was very good, I thought. For someone that had not read the book, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a movie that I had to watch twice. Um, mm. And I will say it was an HBO Max situation. I'm not going to lie. But I feel like I would have to do the same thing because I, I haven't seen it. And my opinion is like, yeah, my opinion for Dune is I got to see the second one to right. justify this one. Right. Which right. I don't like because uh, it wasn't even when we watched it, it wasn't confirmed. Right. It wasn't Correct. confirmed to have a sequel yet. So, right. It's it's a little awkward to see. This is a movie. It's supposed to be a part one. I, yeah. I liked it. I liked it for a lot of reasons, but I also didn't like it for a lot of reasons. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so th- that's why, like, as a best picture, I'm like, that's one of the ones I I, I could have thrown out for best picture, yeah. just because, like, as a standalone, I feel like there was other movies that didn't get nominated that were stronger, as of the, by themselves, and what this has the potential to be. Right. All right. So I've scrolled down here. This is one of the episodes, and I the same thing happened when I recorded the solo Academy Award one. Let's start animated. We'll bounce around. We'll go animated cinematography and then we'll 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 get to the big ones. But animated, there are a couple of movies on here, you know. Four of the five I heard of and were on my radar. The one kind of odd one out would be Flea. No disrespect to 
who are the people nominated with it? Charlotte, Signe, Monica, and, and Jonas. No offense. Luca and Kanto, Mitchell versus the Machines, Ray and the Lost Dragon. Those were all definitely had buzz for sure. And I think that this is probably a, a, a strong animated category when, you know, in the past there have been some that are, you know, pretty lopsided, you know? Right. And I think what won last year was it Soul? I think it was Soul. The animated category is always, it's, it's an extremely important category. Look no further when you're looking for a category to something that, you know, brings something to life with what all the work that goes into, you know, being able to, you know, create an animated feature film. But so let's start there of, of this list. I mean, I feel like it's a clear who's going to win this award. So what are your yeah, thoughts? So, <laughs> so I think out of guessing mm-hmm. all my favorite best animated of the year, I think lose. Interesting. Which, yeah. It's a fun trend because I, I don't know. I think I noticed something of like, the best animated has a popularity aspect to it as well. Yeah. And so in terms of the popular aspect, I see the standout, right? Cause I, I, I put Encanto, Luca and Rhea are all in the same category for me. Yep. So it's, it's really which one of those three is the best is going to win, right? It's not going to be right. all three. So with that being said, it's Encanto, right? Yes. And then, so we got Encanto fleet and Mitchell's versus the machine. In my opinion, Encanto was the lowest of those three. Okay. And and not it's it's a great movie. I, I loved it. But mm-hmm. for what Flea did, and, and with animated, I look at the animation style, what they did with it on top of the story aspect as, as well. Right? Yeah. So I think Flea had the best story, but I think Mitchell's versus the machines takes it for me. And this, because the animation reminds me of uh, Spider-Verse. Okay. That one a few years ago. Yep. A lot of the things they did with the movie, I thought were very unique. And it's just like a good overall family, you know, movie. A lot of heart, a lot of different unique aspects to it. And it being animated, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a great time. Yeah. Now, it that came out, what, very early last year. I think it was one of the first movies that's it, it was so one of the first ones yeah no one no one is really talking about it now which i think is unfortunate for it yeah um well and kanto has the music it has that right popularity right. aspect right so i do think Encanto probably takes it but my pick is mitchell's mitchell yeah glancing back over here with phil lord and christopher miller you know all the movies that they've been if you just go back a decade right lego movie that's them. 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, that's them. You know, they were 70% through solo creative differences. They left, you know, Ron Howard kind of goes in there and kind of just has to follow the, the studio to make sure they don't push the release, you know, back, whatever. But then Spider-Verse and they win. And, and Spider-Verse has completely, I know we'll talk Belfast in a little bit, but, you know, Spider-Verse part one or the next one, you know, that was one of the trailers. And I, had not seen the trailer on a big screen yet. And you just get excited. I mean, what Spider-Verse did a couple of years ago, and and I know I just said it a minute ago that, you know, it had won, but that successfully, you know, pulled off something that had never really been done before. And how the, I don't want to say like cost saving and financially, you know, did not cost the studios as much as what, you know, a Pixar film or another, you know, big studio animated, you know, budget sort of thing. But 
I think that it's, it's very inspiring for people who can, who don't need, you know, much to, you know, create these characters and these stories in these worlds, you know, and Mitchell's in the verse machines is another, is a great example of that. I just think it goes back to, you know, this not, might not be a popular statement, but I think in, I guess in Kanto is one of the three safest awards of the night. Is that mm. bold? No, I don't think so. Okay. And I just think that it would shock me if it lost, but I would be happy. <laughs> like there are, there are people who I know top, like are going to win the night of the show that some I'm a hundred percent in for, you know, mm-hmm. and there's been some people like historically where I'm like, my favorite acting performance of the year is nominated, but it, it doesn't win. You know, that happens all the time in the past, you know? Right. So yeah, that, that, this is just one of those categories and starting with animated, not just because, you know, it's the letter a, but one to, you know, kind of like build up, but no, and the Mitchell's versus machines is a movie that I need to, you know, revisit for sure. Let's get into cinematography. I, I can say that all of the movies that are listed, you know, Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy, Macbeth, West Side Story, all movies I saw in theaters with the exception of Power of the Dog, Netflix, um, or actually Macbeth. So I should, you know, really think before I speak here. So <laughs> three of the five uh, I've, I saw in a theater. Nightmare Alley I saw where you and I saw Come On, Come On at the Indian. It was good to see Bradley Cooper back in a role post i know he did that clint eastwood movie the mule had he had a small little role there but it was good to see him back in you know in a role in a movie that you knew was gonna get nominated for hardware you know post star is born and i know his next directorial debut he's working on that this year as well good to see bradley cooper you know back in guillermo del toro and that was a good cast as well but we got dune nightmare out alley power of the dog tragedy Macbeth, west side story so cinematography what are you what are you feeling so I like how we go from the landslide of animated to, I think, probably one of the harder ones. 100%. I, I think this category, all five have a shot. Yes. Right. And that's, that's probably the only category I'm going to say that the case. And I, uh, I really don't know, but I will say through my next few picks, you might notice the trend of a certain movie that I am not giving respect to. I can tell here. you right now that I think it's the same film with me. Yes, yes. I you I will not give it the wins it's probably going to get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on on Sunday, sure, I'll be eating my own words. But yes. it starts here. Yes. My top two for this one mm-hmm. is between Nightmare Alley West Side Story. Okay. That is mine. I will say, you know, I always, with my cousin Ryan, who was the premiere of this season, we would always, when I was like in middle school, calling him and he lived down the street, I could have easily walked down, you know, and talked to him. We would always do for Academy Awards and Emmys and the Globes, I would say, who's going to win and who do you want to win? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, th- I yeah. think... You are 110% correct. I think this is one of the toughest, if not the toughest category of the night. Dune, beautifully shot. Nightmare Alley, beautifully shot. Power of the Dog, I think that wins. Tragedy Macbeth, black and white. Visually looked amazing. It's not Coen Brothers, it's just one of them. You know, 
Denzel and Francis McDermott deliver, you know, great performances, but West side story is granted. It is a remake, obviously. And, you know, Macbeth has been told time and time and time again, West side story. It's this beautifully shot film. We know the subject matter, the storyline, like the foundation of, of, you know, the conflict, you know, at least like at the minimum of that, of that story. I think Spielberg and his team really pulled it off and it would not surprise me if West Side Story wins and I would love for it to win. Yeah. But I do think that's where I'm at too. I have a hard time not picking Power of the Dog. I think that wins. If I could have my cake and eat it too, it would be West Side Story. And So for Nightmare Alley and Tragedy of Macbeth, right? Those are, I think, because we won't see them much more in what we're going to be talking about. So Correct. I'll just bring them up here. Sure. Because th- this is what they were, this is what made that movie, right? right? It was the production design, it was the cinematography right. that made those two movies and how it yes. was shot. Yes. Um, now, for Tragedy Macbeth, I think I'm happy it got nominated for this. I do think it had, it wins production design Yeah. over this, uh, where comparing it to the other ones, which I didn't think too hard about that one. Yeah. Again, Power Dog, I get it. I just, for me, like West Side Story, West Side Story and Nightmare Alley are movies that focused on cinematography. Where I right. think Power of the Dog focused on it, which is why it's Best Picture nominated compared to the other ones. It was right. overall, it, it had everything while the others were specifically how it was shot, right? Right. And West Side Story to me, to do a musical style movie and follow the feet the way it did and follow them throughout the city when they're walking around and like the way the camera's moving through all those different seasons, doing all the focuses, like it, like I will not like West Side Story if it wasn't for the way the camera was. Right. And so that's, that is my pick too. Yeah. Each song has its own soul in that film. And if you just think of like music in general, there's slow songs, you know, there's fast songs. The dancing, the choreo, like the choreography, the music, every song is different. It symbolizes like, you know, the flow of the film and the cinematography, whether it's a war film or it, it's got, you know, the significance of this, like Spielberg has always like consistently, you know, you know, got it right. And this is just another film that's, you know, followed that has, has made this trend, which already consistent and just continued that path which is great so yeah this is a tough one for sure (laughs) this is uh, i'm interested really to see kind of what happens with that because god i mean i could think it's power of the dog which is also i mean visually is great but it's i think power of the dog wins i want west side story to win but i think power of the dog wins but all right the one that's keeping us up at night is film edit i'm joking so um, uh Let's let's do the act the actors ones and then the last two we'll do director and and and, and picture. But um, so supporting actress I think is probably my second on my three of this is for sure winning and maybe four. I mean I'll just say it now. I just think actually no I'm not going to say I'm not going to say because Billie Eilish and Phineas for the the James Bond song all the Bond songs have won historically like the past couple of ones. So I just feel like that's going to be the odds on favorite. But why? Encanto did not submit. We don't talk about Bruno after it being the highest grossing song. I mean, that was something that, you know, obviously with James Bond, you knew that you knew that was going to happen, 
Um, but you know, they still Encanto, they still, you know, have another song nominated, beautiful song. But I just feel like, you know, that would have broken the the James Bond curse. Not not curse, but like the James Bond trend. So but well, I was gonna say really quick about the songs. Is yeah. w- when people vote, you know, they might vote for the movie, which it gets a little skewed, right? It's like, well, to give it to Encanto because it's all the same people. Right. We might give it to this one because of the other songs in Encanto. Right. And right. honestly, I'm happy with either. I'll yeah. be okay with it. Yeah, we'll see. But getting into supporting actress, I'm not sure if this will be a quick one or if you want to run through, but uh, supporting actress, West Side Story? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, it, to me, honestly, it was between two. Did you see The Lost Daughter? I have not. Okay. So is that me, a Netflix? Is that a Netflix one? It is Netflix. It is Netflix. That's the Maggie um, Gyllenhaal, right? Uh, Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal might've directed it or something, but yeah, go very, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's very good. Um, what, what's funny is I kind of see a lot of parallels, no pun intended with the lost daughter and parallel mothers. Yep. So them both being, similar for different reasons it was really cool and I, yeah jesse buckley like I, she did i'm kind of surprised she got nominated mm-hmm. but not really as well because i guess supporting actress is I, I i don't even don't know if i have my own list because it's hard I, I didn't see too many last year as i would want to yeah and to have that comparison but i do think like you said this is kind of a standout west side story i think she she stood out the best she's had the most hype around her I think Kristen Dunst is my number two mm-hmm. because I think she acted the hell out of it. Yeah. I just think her character wasn't the highlight of the movie, which takes away from the supporting role aspect. Right. Right. Like if she, if she was highlighted more compared to some of the other characters, she might be in more of the running for right. this because she was, she acted it well. Yeah. No, I support that hundred percent. I think it's, it's one of those, Daniel Day Lewis situations where you know Ariana DeBose is winning everything, yeah, every festival, every every award, you know, that goes into it. So with that being one of the first awards of the night, you know, I would be shocked, you know, if it's if it's someone else up there that's not her. So yeah, and, and the fact that you're missing that you're, you're missing that award for soccer. So <laughs> right, it's, you're, it's you got the got that out of the way. It's yeah, it's it's gonna be it'll be a tough it'll be it'll be very tough for me. So, yeah. but now this this is a category that I'm I'm really I'm curious to see if we if we line up here. So supporting actor, Kieran Hines. I so I just saw Belfast last night. So I know we talked about Belfast, and I know Judy yeah. Dench. She had won before. She went for Shakespeare in Love, um, in '98, and you know bringing James Bond into it. You know with her role. You know her her time as M as well. Belfast. I saw it last night beautiful film absolutely loved it now you saw belfast correct correct the first 45 seconds of that film did you panic you're in the wrong movie uh no i was good okay no i (laughs) absolute fear that Mm -hmm. i walk into the wrong theater because you know everything the film being black and white and it, the 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 music that's starting at the beginning of this film you know it's it's giving me vibes of a romantic comedy set in the uk created or produced or directed by richard who did you know love actually about time you know notting hill etc and you know luckily 
it was not. And I was in the right film. And I saw one of my favorite films of the year, for sure. But no, Kieran Hines, who is an amazing actor, he's really just done so many things over the years. He was fantastic. But so we got Belfast, Coda, Power of the Dog, Being the Ricardos. Um, I've not seen Being the Ricardos as a huge fan of Sorkin. I've let the man down. Um, I did actually today during my lunch break, there's HBO Max, like a one perfect shot documentary. Ava uh, DuVernay, she kind of hosts it. And it's like a 25 minute episode. It's really good. So if you have time to watch that, anyone listening or Jason, it's it's good. Yeah, this is this is a category that, you know, early on, Cody Smith McPhee, Power of the Dog was winning a lot of things. And it wouldn't surprise me if he wins. But I think I'm going Coda. So okay, I'm I'm happy to hear you say that because that actually is my opinion too. So being the Ricardos, which is great. For me, being the Ricardos had one standout. Everyone else, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, and so I'm surprised. I'm surprised it had as much nominations as it did. Yeah. So yeah, J.K. Simmons, he's here, but not in my list. And you know, the thing about the power of the dog, you got two actors from the same movie. Obviously, one was more of a standout. Correct. The same thing with three billboards from a few years ago with Woody Harrelson. Correct. So we it's one or the other, right? And then yeah. Syrian hands. I I thought he was great. And honestly, if he wasn't going against these two, like I, I'm glad he's nominated. That's I'm right. pretty happy he got nominated for the role because I, I thought he was great in Belfast. Strong but, role. Yeah. So right. this one, I am gonna be happy with whoever wins because I do think you have two different aspects. You have the younger actor who played a more subtle role that every little every kind of detail he did with the character impacted the story overall which very is very methodical so I, there's, yes there's 100% an argument for him winning and then yes. Troy Kotzer you know being a deaf actor and putting the emotion on the screen that he did and making me feel the way i felt based off of his character yes that that's something that in terms of acting categories if you can do that like that's my pick yeah. And so while Cody was more methodical and he did well, I would love for Troy to win. Yeah. I, I honestly, nothing would make me happier if, you know, if Troy wins for Coda. For those who have not seen Power of the Dog, it's a slow burn. The acting performances are great. You know, the hype on Power of the Dog, it's definitely going to win something, something throughout the night. It could be, it could be supporting actor, it could be picture director. I will tell you that from watching coda this week because i i told you when i watched power of the dog i think i watched it shoot it might have been january mm-hmm. when i watched it um i really do feel strongly that god i mean you could argue that cody is the favorite he was and won a lot of stuff in the past i th- i think troy wins for coda yeah i really I do i it's a two it's a uh, this is tough. It's a tough race. one. Yeah. This one's a good one. And and again, like I said, I'll be happy with either. I just have my personal opinion, which, you know, hint, hint, I'm hating on a certain movie, mm. potentially, but I uh, I loved Coda. So yeah. that's my, yeah. that's easy for me. For sure. We'll see. Now, when, when we get to kind of picture, I'll, I'll kind of like go into, you know, like the films and stuff that are kind of our favorites mm-hmm. and talk about them. But Let's go actress and actor. And then we'll, like I said, we'll do director and, and pictures. So best actress. I, I'm not sure if we'll have the, the, the same opinion here, but just glancing from the list, we have a first time nominee in Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Everyone else who is in this category has either been nominated or has won. I believe Jessica Chastain has been nominated twice. 
Um, I think it was the help in zero dark 30. So this is her third nomination. I think today's her actual birthday and she oh. listens to the show all the time. She's a huge uh, fan, yeah. huge fan of Jason, but eyes of Tammy Faye. I think that was an Enzian film. It was there. I did not have the opportunity to see it, but Olivia Coleman won for the favorite in a year where it was all Glenn close, you know, and when it comes down to those votes, I think too many first place votes were split between close and Lady Gaga for Stars Born. Olivia Coleman yeah. just had, you know, the whole thing. And she is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Penelope Cruz, she won for, God, I think it was like Vicky something, something, Barcelona, Woody Allen in the mid-2000s. She won supporting. She's great. Uh, Nicole Kidman, you know, she's won as well. I'm going Kristen Stewart, and I'm going all in. Wow. And we wow. talked we talked briefly. I don't know if we said it when we were on the when, when we were zooming before, or if I said it in the beginning of this episode, I've completely forgotten. But if Kristen Stewart wins Saturday, the producers guild, I think she wins best actress, which would be the first time in a very long time that any of the main acting categories that the person at a minimum was not nominated for the big three, like the globes, the SAG and the Academy award. She was not nominated for, for, I believe the SAG. But people could say the favorites, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. I don't know. But so, I, so what, what are your what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, there? so I think this is a you know three uh, three person race. Uh, to to be honest, I want to shout out two sh- snubs with um, I'm gonna butcher the name Renat Rince. I don't know, but sure. for the worst person in the world. Yes, um, that's the foreign film. I thought she she was the standout in the movie. Like that was the whole movie was focused on her, and I thought she was amazing. Like again, like I said with the lost daughter, I, I it was okay. It it was good, but like I, I feel like she, for worst person in the world, deserved it more. Mm-hmm. Right, and then uh, the other one I had was Jodie Comer for the last duel. Last duel, yeah. Again, another standout. I'm happy with the other nominees though but those were my two that i would have put in yeah so and, and just taking a, uh, taking a second for jody comer just show the range of the actress and she's a star and she's getting bigger mm-hmm. and it's great her role in free guy and then also <laughs> the 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 brutally honest entire world city town everyone knows her business in the last duel mm-hmm. i mean she's she's fantastic and she's only getting bigger which is great but sorry to interrupt right. yes she's great no, no. It's it's great. Free guy to last duel was a big twist, and and, and she's she method. Great in both. Yeah, so. yeah right. she's great. So uh, yeah, for this one, Kristen Stewart is the bold choice here. I think it's the extreme underdog, which is unfortunate because I thought she did great, and mm-hmm. I just don't know if the bold choices she made in the movie. It's kind of like um, Natalie Portman a few years ago. Jackie, where yeah. with Jackie, where it's it's like the movie as a whole didn't appeal to many people, but she was the standout performance. Yeah, that's the same same kind of vibe with Kristen Stewart, and I think Kristen, you know, maybe it's it's movies, maybe it's because Nicole Kidman's been here, right? Just yeah. Chastain's been here. Kristen Stewart hasn't as much, so it's like, okay, is that going to take away? And it might, but I, I would be again, I would be happy if she won. Uh, yeah. Nicole Kidman, yeah, I know you said you didn't see Being the Ricardos. Nicole Kidman was the acting performance that I thought was the only one that needed to get nominated from that movie. Yeah. Um, absolute standout. Absolute standout. She really embraced the role. You could tell, like, it fit for her. Yeah. And so 
for that aspect, I, but I don't think that does the win for me. The win for me, and this, I, I saw this the other night, so maybe recency bias, but sure. the eyes of Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain. Wow. Because when she, she got lost in the role. You look at that and you're, you're just watching. She just killed it the whole way through. And like in the character, like I'm not thinking about it being Jessica Chastain, right? With Kristen yeah. Stewart, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I didn't lose Kristen Stewart. Like she's still there in my mind to me. But Jessica Chastain, I I wasn't thinking it was her the whole time, right? I didn't, I got lost in the character with her and her performance. And I think to me that that really stood out for this category compared to some of the other ones where it's like, again, each, every other person, I'm like, I you're the actress, right? You, right. Your name carried with this performance. Well, Jessica Chastain's was like, oh, I forgot for a second. Right. So but she's incredible. I mean, she is so many roles like her performance in zero dark 30 i remember after seeing it i said i think it was the most one of the most powerful just performances in general that i had ever seen and i and that was the year that she won the globe but for drama but jennifer lawrence basically swept everything for silver line playbook and she won the academy award yeah. But Jessica Chastain, like her time is is coming, and if it's if it's, I can say it as if it was last night, then it, it all love to her. But we'll see. It's it's something that this is a category that I would love it if Kristen Stewart won. I thought she was incredible, you know. But it's it wouldn't surprise me if it's if it's Kidman or or Chastain. So I think I think I'd be hurt the most if it was Kidman. Yeah, Just because I think Chastain and Stewart had like career performances. Yeah, versus Kidman that like we, you hit, which is sad to say, right? She hit her, she was above her floor, which is to the roof. Right. While Stewart and Chastain like outperformed, right? They're you know expected, right. and it's right. like, yeah, sorry that you have that much around you that you're so good that I got to take away. But right. I, I think, I think for the bold choices that Stewart made made and uh, what Chastain did for that character, I would love to give it to one of them. Yeah. We'll see. That, mm-hmm. That's a tough one for sure. Uh, one of my favorite categories, historically best actor, the list of nominees have all been nominated or have won an Academy Award. Denzel and Javier Bardem have won. Denzel's won twice, Glory and Training Day. Javier Bardem, I don't think it was Best Actor. I think it was Supporting for No Country for Old Men. And Andrew Garfield, he was nominated for Hacksaw Ridge, but I thought the significantly stronger performance the same year but got no love was his performance in Silence. I agree. That's a one-watch film. I don't want to compare it I'm to, not, to The Revenant, but it's not a movie I'm going to sit and watch again. I think it's clear here for two, maybe three. I'm between three. Yeah, probably three. It's probably the same three. But Will Smith is, I think, who's going to win, rightfully so. But Andrew Garfield's performance in Tick, Tick, Boom, and then Cumberbatch, I think, you know, if we're going gold, silver, bronze, I think, you know, he's third with Power of the Dog. I think bringing one of my, my friends who's been on the show a couple of times, my friend, Henry, I made a bet with him a couple of years ago. He loved Chris Pine. 
And I, and he was in some movies and getting some hype, like after hell or high water, he's like, this is the jump he needed. He's going to get serious roles. He's going to win an Academy award one day. And I was so anti the statement. And I said, Benedict Cumberbatch will win two before Chris Pine is nominated for one. Mm. Imitation game really set me back. We talked about 2014 (laughs) and how good of, you know, I think that was Eddie Redmayne won for theory of everything. And he was obviously brilliant, Mm -hmm. but imitation game power of the dog you know if this was an off year for acting i could have gone two for two i believe the price of the bet was an apple watch nice. so but chris pine you know he could do another star trek or do something else but then he could do something pretty gritty and he could win and i'd be out however much an apple watch is at the time he wins yeah, um, i would love it. i'm on chris pine's side i would love that oh wow okay uh no so are, are will smith garfield and cumberbatch your three kind of working yes. down the one yeah yeah bardem's the one that like again I, he did what he did but i don't i wasn't best actor i was actually kind of surprised he got it yeah i don't know what else i would have had i'm off the top of my head uh joaquin phoenix is up there yeah i mean leo but the uh, leo one in the one i'm okay with that right oh nicholas cage for pig right like that kind of stuff I would have liked more, but I, you know, that's the only one that I'm like, eh, on the list. Uh, Denzel, you know, he did what he did, but yeah. I think the other three have more traction. And so for Andrew Garfield, as a standalone, maybe it's because I like the movie the most Yeah, out of the three. Uh, I did like his performance. Yeah. However, my pick is Will Smith. Yes. Yes. And just, I, I thought he dominated it. And that, that was, that was the mindset going into the movie was he's going to win best actor. Right. I went into right. it thinking that the fact that he performed to that standard, did what he did, left the impact of that movie. Again, while Benedict Cumberbatch, and I said this for Kristen Stewart, right. The fact that power to dog is a well, such a well-rounded movie. Yeah. That like everyone's a bit of the focus. And except I gave none of the actors in that movie the best uh, of that role. Yeah. I think it's just that goes to show what a good movie it was, which is why it's in such big talks for best picture. Right. But if we're talking standalone performance comparatively, that's for me, Will Smith, right? Yeah. 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 And that's where I'm at. And I think that's really, there's really not much more that goes into it. I think, you know, the strength of the performance the driving force that he is in that film. For me, this is like the third category that I'm talking about where if, if he does not win, if someone have a camera on me, it'll be just flabbergast. I, I just Stop think that, I just think it's number three. I think that the other, the other two categories that we're going to get to are closer than we think. And I, I could be wrong with, with director and, and picture we'll, we'll, we'll go here. I, I just think to end on, on, on best actor. I think it's Will Smith. I think it's long overdue. I think he, um, his performance in pursuit of happiness. I think a lot of people thought it was going to happen, but hopefully, um, when this episode releases, you know, that Will Smith will have won his first Academy award the night before. So I'll be excited. I'll, I'll be very excited. So let's talk director. This is something that, you know, we have some previous winners we have some you know previous nominees the director of drive my car uh i'll just go with the last name hamaguchi that's significantly easier to pronounce uh than the first but 
it's on it's on hbo max we talked about it you told me in advance you said austin is a time commitment a three-hour runtime and it, it's something that you know regardless if i do have time to watch it before the academy awards before the oscars i know that the hype on it is real and, and I'm looking forward to, to, to watching it and giving it the time it deserves. So, but those return winners are, are Spielberg and, and Jane uh, Campion. So West Side Story, we talked about Spielberg earlier and uh, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. She won for the piano in the nineties, but Licorice Pizza did not get nominated for, did, excuse me, did not get nominated for any acting categories. They were saying maybe a snub for Bradley Cooper for supporting a Licorice Pizza. I mean, just going back up there. I mean, do you take out Jesse Plemons? Do you take out, you know, no, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't take out Kieran Hines. I've, if you take someone out, it's going to be either Simmons or Jesse Plemons. So um, I'm fine with taking out either, but not for Cooper, not for Cooper, not for Coops. Uh, yeah. He, again, he, it's, he didn't do enough in the movie compared to some of the other ones with supporting. Yeah. That I felt like is even worse person in the world could have had supporting in that too. True. True. Uh, but we do have Paul Thomas Anderson's been nominated. I think he's been on, honestly nominated like seven or eight times. Like Boogie Nights, There Will Be Blood, Inherent Vice, Phantom Thread. Like he's just racking up these nominations and his films are just yeah. not only just beautifully shot, but beautiful stories and how he intertwines, you know, and these these characters and how it all comes together. I think he's truly one of a kind. Uh, do I think he went for directing this year? No, but Licorice Pizza, I know. I think we might not be on the same page. I think I enjoyed it uh, more than you did, but he's continuing that trend of the world that he like continues to create completely different, you know, foundations and different storylines. I think he's doing like, he's a one of a kind. He's great. Uh, but then Kenneth Branagh, he's been nominated for a couple of awards um, in the nineties as well. So for this category, I have three and one of them following the same trend, you know, that you said, early before we even started doing this <laughs> you know i i think that jane campion i think she's going to win for a screenplay it would not surprise me if she wins for for directing but god belfast and west side story incredibly directed films it's going to be one of those three and i don't know who to choose and gut feeling saw belfast within the last 48 hours I'll, <laughs> i i would say him but it wouldn't surprise me if Campion wins. Yeah, so this is going to be an interesting one. And I think when you said best adapted for uh, Jane, I mm, actually, my yeah. best adapted is Coda. So. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, I, which, which obviously that's for my reasons that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The hatred, or not the hatred, but the. Uh, yeah. Apparent. Sure. Not voting for Power Dog for anything. However. I think through actually this podcast, I made my decision. Okay. Because at first, when I saw it, it was West Side Story. Yep. Right. I thought the directing had it. Now thinking about how it won cinematography, I'm like, okay, well, that yes, that's directing part of it, but I think the cinematography meant more than the directing itself. So I right. I, I was able to convince myself away from that. But yeah, I think I I got to go with Power Dog for this one. Yeah. Which is it's funny because I, I came in saying I don't think I I don't think I picked anything for Power Dog, but I I will give the best director. Yeah. Because like I said, it it's the overall movie. I think every aspect of that movie had impact that no one really stood out because there was so much else very true powerful about it. 
And I think that just goes to the directing. Yeah. That, that goes to that aspect of it. So by talking about it and slamming it for the other categories, it kind of convinced me that it, I think best director it fits for it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 and you can argue that it's the favorite, honestly. I don't think anyone got the, I mean, the, the obvious, if, if, you, if they were to say one snub, it's probably, it's probably Denny for Dune. It's not going to surprise me. And I'm honestly expecting Power of the Dog to win this. But if it's Belfast and it's Kenneth Branagh and this turns into a sweep of the big ones, I would, I'm going to be the happiest yeah. kid at the store. So, yeah, I think, I think I'd be happy with all three. Um, Drive My Car is one that I'm actually going to see tomorrow, mm-hmm. which will be the Friday before the Oscars. Yeah. Because um, I want to see it in theaters, have no distractions, and see how I feel about it after. Because I watched it the first time at home. It's three hours. It's a slog. So I didn't, I don't think I fully appreciated it. And compared to Parasite, right, which is the foreign comparison, Parasite had you hooked from beginning to end of how yeah. well that movie was. And yeah. Bong Joon-ho, you know, it's hard to live up to that standard of what he set for that movie. And right. I'm not comparing it because that's, my, that's probably like my number two all time. Right. But I, I want I do want to give that another shot and see if anything changes. I don't think so in this category. I think Power Dog gets it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is I'm good with that. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, let's talk the big one. Best picture, biggest award of the night. Last year, the last award that went out was best actor. Everyone thought it was going to be Chadwick Boseman posthumous award didn't happen. Uh Anthony Hopkins wins his second and he wasn't even there. So, everything's great. No, best picture, biggest award of the night. It's it's the, like I said, bringing it back from the beginning, going full circle with the episode here. 276 films were eligible. There'll be one winner, and they've narrowed it down to nine potentials, and there will be one crowned as the best picture for the 94th Academy Awards in the year Lord. So <laughs> Belfast nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. I will give the listeners at home a, and I said this in the solo Oscar one a couple uh, season or two ago, what I'm about to say is a certainty. If a film is nominated for Best Picture and it is also nominated for Best Foreign Film, it is going to win Best Foreign Film. Yes, right. Which is, honestly, for me, it's a little sad. And... I want worst person in the world to win that. If worst person in the world wins, I think it'll be the first time that it's ever happened. I would not be upset. It would, going back on the statement that I just said about if it's in one and it's in the other, it's going to win the other. I would be a fraud. Uh, As I said earlier, it takes a big man to admit his mistakes. And I am that big man because the first half of it, I will be at a soccer game. With that being said, you know, drive my car is definitely, you know, going to win <laughs> uh and if it doesn't you know this is gonna be great no but these nominees you know with the exception of drive my car which i've not seen in its entirety i've seen everything else the last mm-hmm. two on the list that i needed to see i saw this week coda um, at home apple tv thoroughly enjoyed it contacted you during work hours yes. during work it was work rush hour for me i said you know what it's it's Insert chef kiss emoji is what I literally mm-hmm. verbatim what I sent. I saw Belfast two nights ago. Absolutely incredible. Easy ones to throw out for me here. Uh, don't look up out. 
Nightmare Alley out, probably King Richard Licorice Pizza out, West Side Story out. I think it's going to come down to Belfast and Power of the Dog. Yeah. Now, when you said out, you mean in the running or in the running? Yes. Yes. Like out as in nominated. Yes. Are they winning? No. Okay. Because I have, yeah, I have two snubs to shout out. Okay. Go for it. I think for me, yeah, don't look up in Nightmare Alley. I'm surprised by both of those being best picture, especially Nightmare Alley, because like it's, you don't see it anywhere else, right? Besides cinematography and production. So it being the best picture did surprise me. And I didn't think it was as strong as some of the other ones here. Uh, the two I'd like to throw in are Tick, Tick, Boom. Yep. That is best picture worthy. And, and this is honestly kind of out of nowhere. Well, I think The Last Duel, I, I was surprised because when I watched The Last Duel, I thought it was going to be up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, so I'm surprised by that. But actually, so one more would be uh, The Heart of They Fall, which I don't think it's anyone talking about. But I, I would have liked it. I don't think it would have won. Okay. But to get the nomination for what they did, for what that movie was and how yeah. unique it was and entertaining, I, I think, yeah, maybe. I, I enjoyed it enough over Don't Look Up mm-hmm. Nightmare Alley that I would have threw it in there. Yeah, oh, and Come On, Come On. Come On, Come On's a huge one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's that. Come On, Come On's actually another one I'm surprised didn't get it. Yeah. Come On, Come On got no love. That's yeah, um, that's wild. Because that that I think was best pick when we were talking about it when we saw it. Yeah. Um, that was best picture nomination, but that's it for me. Like right. and I, I could get behind that. Right. Uh, but right. it didn't get anything. So right. surprising. No surprising but, for sure. Yeah, so to get to the picks, right? Uh like you said, top two were Belfast and Power of the Dog. Uh, yeah. this is another year where I think reminiscent to me of the whip last year where yep. it was my favorite movie but not considered in the running i'm just happy coda's on the board yes coda coda was my favorite movie of last year besides yep. spider-man but I, I give that two separate reasons yep coda was my favorite and i'm happy it's here i'm happy it got nominated like we kind of said it with best supporting um want to give it something yeah but Best pick, and it would be my best picture choice. It, I think it would, but knowing that it's not gonna win, if it wins, I will lose my mind. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to kind of take it out, so between Belfast and Power Dog, it, it has grown on me immensely that Belfast is my pick. Yeah, and like when I saw it, my opinion was it was it was good, you know. It, it was all around a good movie, kind of like Power yes. Dog. They're both yes. very similar in that there's not one focus. Everyone does a good job. The overall story is good. Um, yep. Every aspect of the movie is good. I think, like, yeah, the way Belfast has the shot with the black and white, but yep. how it looks so crisp and the setting is just on that street and just going to the different family members' homes. It was a really good story. And the fact that it was centered around the kid um, being that, like, kid living in this world, dealing with the things around him and seeing it from his perspective, kind of right. following him. That was great. And yeah. where Power of the Dog, I think, had something left to be desired for me. Maybe it's the watch-at-home bias. I, I could definitely see that. The fact that I, I might have missed some details. Because I watched an explainer and I appreciated it. I appreciated Power of the Dog after I saw like a deeper dive into it. Yeah. When I first saw it compared to Belfast, where I kind of got what I got watching it. Yeah. Um, 
Power of the Dog just like it, it was great, but left something that I there was missing something that I think Belfast had. Yeah. So which was the deep, just the deeper connections and it had it had the right in your face story. It had the deeper stuff that was obvious. And to me, that that is my pick. Right. Besides Coda. I think, yeah, Coda favorite film of the year. Yeah. Coda. Yeah. I will say confidently that the only film in the last decade that I chose for best picture that did not win in 2012, I did not pick Argo. I did not want to pick it. I refused to pick it. I picked zero dark 30, hoping that Mm -hmm. this, it would win. It did not Argo won. Ben Affleck won a second Academy award and his life is great. He's been (laughs) Batman. He's with JLo round two. Everything is great. I don't know about it. Deep, deep water wasn't anything. Haven't watched it. Haven't watched it, even though Hulu has uh, been helping me out big time recently. I, on this podcast, am going to say Belfast. I think we're going to get disappointed. <laughs> and I think, it's, I, I think it's going to be Power of the Dog. Yeah. And if it is, it is. You know, if it's Belfast, I'm going to love it. Mm-hmm. I, I will rejoice. The film, top to bottom, checked off the boxes. The core of the story is one that I just think Kenneth Branagh and the cast being from that particular area, from them being from Belfast or had family connected to that that portion, that town directly, you know, that was... Kenneth Branagh's passion project, his hometown homage to like elements of him growing up and his upbringing. And I think of any film nominated in this particular category, it was the best picture. And we'll, we'll see, you know, if the Academy agrees. Yeah, and I think another thing for best picture for me going back a few years because I like you said you kind of missed one. I'm really fifty fifty. Like my favorite movie, I will stick by it, um, and I think I'm like fifty fifty of it winning versus other things. Yep. Which we'll see if that happens this time. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like like I said, with something missing from Power Dog, I look back at some of the best pictures that I did want, and I'm like, that movie still sticks with me. Right, and I can look back on that year, and if that year was like it being Parasite, I mean, even Moonlight. I didn't want Moonlight to win, but the fact that Moonlight left that, just that feeling that you look at that year was peaked off with Moonlight winning. Right, I think it's good, and I don't have that same feeling for Power Dog. Yeah, I don't like Power Dog was a great movie. I don't think it represents the year. Well, uh, for different reasons. Right, but. I think in terms of the movie aspect and what it, the feeling it left me walking away and moving into this next year, Belfast did it for me, but I can appreciate it being a best picture versus my specific top 10. And the fact that it's grown on me so much since I've watched it, that's, that's why I give it big. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. uh, I'll be pumped. Yeah. I I think, you know, as more people are going to the movies and I I think overall 2022 will be a good year for film. 
I think there's so much that's going to come out in the latter part of this year that are really going to get people to, you know, get back in the theater. I'm curious to see how these festivals go and what kind of gets put on the map here as, you know, movies that we'll be talking about next year when they're nominated. And I'm just really excited. I mean, I, I think more people, you know, saw the films nominated this year than last year, just because of the times and how we're in a different place right now with everything. Mm -hmm. But I also feel that the movies that were nominated this year, and I said this earlier, I will be shocked if Belfast and Coda are not on my top 10 list of the decade. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to come back because Coda, I could see Coda, I could see. Yeah. Uh, Belfast. I will see. Well, right. it depends on the movies to come, right? But right again, last year, like like you were saying, last year, I definitely didn't see as much movies last year that got nominated. Even even with this Oscars, I compared to how I was, you know, yeah, the other years, yeah. I think this next Oscars, I will be more on the level I was a few years ago. Okay. In terms of I watch everything, I have my opinions. Like right, I like this time I I can pinpoint some things but i don't have as much um of an opinion as i did a yeah. few years ago so we'll see yeah because i think we got some exciting movies coming up definitely we don't know what's in store a few years from now so right 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 no this is this has been great i think taking the big categories i mean if we went through all of them this would have been a four-hour show and it would have been mm. i mean amazing but before i close it out thank you so much for coming back on the show jason uh, for round two on set but anything you're looking forward to anything in the world it could be pop culture related anything at all floor is yours uh just i mean honestly i'm kind of excited over the next two days actually right after this podcast ends i'm going to a movie yep. uh lost city and then tomorrow i'm gonna to see drive my car again and the outfit so I- nice. i'm just excited for movies to be coming back the way they are i'm excited I- i'm a big fantasy football football guy yeah so like the draft that's coming up, Jaguars have the number one pick. Um, again, yep. I, 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 you know, we'll see how we turn that around. But yeah. football in general, rookie, I play Dynasty, so rookie rankings and all that just keeps me going uh, year round. Yeah. And all the, I mean, there's so many movies and shows, like it's hard to catch up on everything just because of how many just keep coming out. Right. But yeah, I just, I, I love that it feels back to, to me, feels back to the norm of i'm going to kind of see everything uh i saw x the other week yep. you know which is that a24 horror, horror slasher yep again just seeing everything like that that that's what i enjoy and i miss that so we're back yeah we'll see what happens next oscars love it yeah um, i'm excited to see how the oscars unfold x is on my list as well i want to go see that i think it's at the nz in front of the week or so so very exciting that good movies are coming to the NZN as they always have but now that they're kind of still going through it's even better so no thanks so much jason for coming on that is a wrap episode 57 jason's second appearance on live on set thanks again to jason thank you everyone who's been listening to the show kicking off uh season four of live on set four for four four great guests four great episodes thanks so much for listening and that's like i said that's a wrap episode 57 in the books live on set the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Thanks again to Jason. And we will see you next week for another episode of Live On Set.
Have a great week. And as always, much love.